Simeon was a man that was accustomed to being in the temple, and he'd been looking for the consolation of Israel, which was a code name for God's promised Messiah. He was looking for the Messiah. And when Mary gave him the baby, that was it. Now, I'm going to have to borrow every once in a while. I have to ask permission when I, I haven't asked permission. But Vince Ganjemi, I'm putting you in the story again today. You know, I get out there and there's the Ganjemi granddaughter. And old Smith gets out there and I'm just looking at Jacqueline or Dan or Judy or Vince to pass that baby over to the preacher for a little while, you know. I mean, you can't hog all the blessings yourself. you got to spread that around. And, and just like in football season, once in a while they'll pass her off to me. Man, I get to kiss that cheek. Wow, that might be the only cheek like that in the whole world. You know, she's got a cheek. And that, that's got to be somehow uh, connected to the way Simeon must have felt. Don't you think? He'd been looking, and all of a sudden it dawns on him that this baby that is coming through the end of a purification ceremony, now being dedicated to God in the temple by Mary and Joseph, this baby is it. It it, it, it's not the, the renowned warrior or sage politician riding in on the white horse. It's a baby. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll never get over the fact that the God whose mercy is over all of his works recentered us around a baby. I got up this morning and I, I said this already at Christmas, but Drina was recentered around the puppy, you know. Because my beautiful hunting dog, Jesse James, I know it's politically incorrect. I don't want any letters. But his name's Jesse James because he's a gun dog in southern New Jersey. Going to hunt pheasants with him, you know. That thing, I mean, it, 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 it takes all of the SPCA's, you know, energy to subdue a, a, a child like that one, you know. A little boy puppy. Now, you don't have time to think about sermons. You're just looking to be sure there's nothing on the parsonage floor that's not supposed to be there. You know? Life can recenter around babies. Oh, yeah. Life does recenter around babies. Simeon wanted to be sure he was baby centered, he was Messiah centered, he was Christ centered, instead of like Herod, who was self centered. He got his arms around that baby boy. <laughs> and uh, he put that baby back in Mary's arms and he said, uh, this is the one that I have been looking for. For this is the one God has sent to be the Savior of Israel. See, that answers a profound question this morning that after all the lights get put down in the boxes again and the Christmas trees taken out, and if it's still a live tree, for the next month you're sweeping up needles, you know, even though you're trying to get the best. You, you see what I'm saying? What happens? People take the poinsettias away after worship, and I mean it shuts down, and without wanting to be irreverent, you just... You just <laughs> Ask this question, now what? Or really, you know, if you want to be honest, 
but this probably doesn't make the Sunday school lesson, but so what? I mean, now what? So what? Where do we go from here? Oh, it's fascinating to try to answer that question. Where do we go after the advent of the Christ has been made apparent? What do we do? Where do we go? You know, the Apostle Paul is a good place to start because this is a guy that was an enemy of Christianity. Then he had a tremendous conversion. He's in prison when he's writing this letter. Many feel like the book of Philippians is the most triumphant letter that Paul's ever written, and he's only one more imprisonment away from being killed. Here's a guy who knows they're after him and they're going to get him because all roads lead to Rome, and Rome's against him too. And the Jewish faith is against him because he believes that Christ is the Messiah and they've rejected Christ as the Messiah. He's a dead man. You know when you're a dead man, even at the church meetings, and you come in, it's not a comfortable feeling. The Apostle Paul said, here's the message I want to leave with you. I want one thing out of my life. I want to know him. This Christ that has come at Christmas time, this babe of Bethlehem, Simeon's long expected Messiah, I want to know him. Now he said it in such passionate language in the book of Philippians. I've got to, I've got to read it to you. Philippians 3, beginning. Beginning with verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection. And participation in his sufferings. You see that answered the question. They all were. They, they didn't have the nerve to ask. That is if, you, if the God you love is so great to you. What in the world are you doing in solitary confinement. Right? That's all. Almost an inroad for the world to say you've got to lose a religion or else you wouldn't be in prison suffering right now. But all of a sudden Paul says, but how about if you want to know him? And he chose to suffer. You see, this story is so unique. God climbs down from his perfection in the perfect realm to the lowest rung on the ladder even into the pit where Jesus later is the good shepherd says, so if you got a hundred sheep, go ahead. Which of you is not going to lose, leave the 99 to go find the one who's in a pit? This is the God of perfection who climbs down to the lowest pit. <laughs> that might not mean anything to you unless you happen to be the one in the pit. And I was. And you were too. And all of a sudden, in your pit, here comes the baby. Christ is born. There's a contemporary Christian song, and I, I, I love this one. A lot of them, maybe the words don't ring the bell like uh, 
some of the best, but when it's one of the best, it rings. And it said this, long ago, he gave his life, born older than the years. Isn't that something? Born older than the years. I mean, how do you ever date God and all of a sudden he takes on a baby's flesh? Older than the years. And from the stall, the cross he saw through the first of many tears. A life of endless wandering, cast out in sorrow's way. A shepherd searching for the sheep. His life, the price he'd pay. It's amazing to discover the mindset of a perfect God who made us all, and why we all should have been like him, should have been living for him. Instead, gone and scattered our own way, and what does God do? He sends him to our world, climbing down the steepest ladder to get to us. And when he sees you in the face, he doesn't say, you old sin head, you're lucky I came to see you. With arms open wide, he embraces you. And you hear the word, brother, sister, a woman filled with seven devils, sister. God recentered his world by using his only begotten son, who is God to bring us to himself. And so, Paul said, I want to know that God. Two parts in my sermon. One today and one next Sunday. Here's where it begins. To know him. And, and the apostle uses one word about getting to know him. Know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. And he he says these words, I press on. That's how I get to know him. I press on. Undoubtedly, some of you say, that's preacher's language. How do you get past the code language? Press on to get to know him. You read. You pray. You learn. You study God's word. You talk to him. You walk with him. I press on. He says, I Consider all things in the world garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own but a righteousness that comes from him. Hey, aren't you glad you don't have to live life trying to get an A on the religion report card and hope you can get straight A's and maybe if you can, you know, God will give you a pass. That's not the religion that this scripture is talking about. I have a dog, it's called Roan, this little puppy. He's black and white flecked. I like a Dalmatian. It's all together, black and white, black and white, little spots all over, a German short-haired pointer. That's what my religious report card looks like. If the white fleck is an A, the, the black fleck is an F. So there, Old Smith's got a win there, but oh, there's a failure touching it right next door. Pass fail, pass, fail, pass, fail. 
Don't lose your dignity by nodding your head or people will think you do it too. Just let me stand alone up here today. I'm not looking for that adage, misery loves company. But guess what? We kind of kind of all lost our alibi when he said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So what are we going to do? Try harder till the next uh, pass, fail, pass, fail, pass, fail. Paul said, I don't want any more of it. I don't want religion. Religion doesn't work. I don't want having to be my best today, even if I might be my worst. I don't want that stuff. I want something that I can hold on to that is the real stuff of life. And here it is. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, and he can give me all that I need, for in him there is enough. I'm going to change my language. There is more than enough in him. For me to show up in his righteousness. And there's no fail. There's only an A. You see, Jesus created you and me to be like him. To be part of his family. That's the message. And so the Apostle Paul said, Lord, that's the way I want to know you. You see, that answers our question, doesn't it? That's where we begin. That's what it's all about, to know him. (laughs) Billy Sunday was a better than good evangelist. He was a great evangelist. And he penned down a few ways for people to determine one thing. And here's the determination. Would you like to tie up Christmas and head into a new year with a different kind of resolution? This one. I want to know Jesus better than I've ever known him before. I want to be like him. I want to share all the things that he shared, including his suffering. I want to know him. See, there are two words. I know you all get so excited. There's not one of you excited about this, but I'm going to pretend anyway. When I throw out a Greek word, you know what the district superintendent said one time? He said, I went to this church. And uh, they had a guy that liked to read the Greek. And uh, they said, uh, who do you want as the new preacher? It said, send us any kind of preacher you want, so long as he doesn't know Greek and he's never been to Israel. <laughs> I guess he'd, have, he'd just use one too many examples. Well, well, knowing that I run that risk, here they come. Two things that won't excite you, but I want you to hold on to them anyway. There's this word to know in Scripture. It's just called oida. You know, you could almost put that in old MacDonald had a farm with an oida here and an oida there. But oida means to know, intellectually, to know. To know it in your head, oida. Say that word, oida. oida. Oida, right? But there's a second word. It means to know intimately, to be one with. This word was so intimate, the Scripture even uses this form to know, like Adam having a sexual relationship with his wife Eve. Adam knew Eve. They were one. Everything. It's a knowing in every way. It's called gnosko. I want you to say that one. Gnosko. You see, this life that Paul's talking about is a gnosko experience. It's it's entering into. You know 
that you know. You've shared everything in reckless abandon. Paul said, that's what I want out of my relationship with Christ. I want to be abandoned to God. So Billy Sunday, this great evangelist, said, here are some ways you can be abandoned to God. You can ask God if he'll share with you a love that can never be fathomed. What a prayer in 2019. Will you share with me, Christ, your love? Not just any love, but the love that's that's a bottomless pit. A love that's so high you can't get over it, so low you can't get under it, so wide you can't get around it. I want to know that kind of love. I want to know a life that can never die. I want a righteousness that can never be tarnished. I want a peace that can never be understood. I want a rest that can't be disturbed. I want a joy that the world cannot diminish. I want a hope that cannot be disappointed. I want a glory that can't be clouded. I want a light that can never be darkened. I want a purity that can never be defiled. I want a beauty that can never be marred. I want a wisdom that can never be baffled. I want these resources that only belong to God. And they can never be exhausted. Brothers and sisters, that's where it begins. It begins in knowing Christ in such a way that all that is in Christ is in you. And that's your hope. And that hope can do anything but fail. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.